0: Kyrie Irving goes nuclear. The Brooklyn Nets get a pivotal win, and everything starts to look brighter for the Nets heading towards the playoffs. We break it all down and the implications right after the theme music.
1: You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I'm Adam Armbrecht. He's Doug Norrie. And we are going to be talking about the absolutely electric, next-level, singular talent performance that was the 50-bomb from Kyrie Irving. We know it was a big game against the Hornets. We know that it improves the standings, and everything starts to feel like it pushes in the right direction, Doug. But this, as we thank everyone for making us their first listen, was about Kyrie Irving taking over this game really start to finish oh man this was it this was everything
1: you needed like in a game the Nets had to win in a game where they're put they've already put themselves on the ropes too close to the danger point here on the road which is actually you know a weird advantage at this point for the Nets because of Kyrie Irving <laughs> that he can actually play in Charlotte and he turns in one of the best games of the season by any player in the NBA like, that's basically what he did. we you know, we just saw Tatum drop 54 the other night uh, on the Nets. Kyrie comes right back here and just drops 50 on the Hornets on a game where they really needed him, which we'll talk a little bit why later about some of the other context around it. But Kyrie Irving, when he plays, is everything you'd ever want in a basketball player, like at least from, an, from an offensive player. He's just one of the very greatest offensive players to ever play. One of the greatest offensive point guards to ever play the game. This is a signature game by him. Um, you know, considering I know it's a regular season game, the Hornets definitely treated it like a playoff game. And so, and so are the nets at least early on and he drops 50 and they needed every single one of them. And I, it's like, I hate to say joy. Cause it sounds super corny, corny, but he really is like a joy to watch when he is like this, there is, I would argue that there's almost nobody better in basketball to watch.
0: No, man, listen, 132, 121 ultimately was the, the final total here, as it was completely driven by Kyrie Irving. And you're right. Like, we, we've talked about this before with Kyrie Irving. We talk about it with Kevin Durant as well. And, and even, you know, when you see guys like Tatum have really big games, like that big performances, it's impressive. But Kyrie Irving has that style to his game and that effortless kind of flow to his yeah. game that when he's fully in his bag, it it, it it does just feel fun. It feels exciting. Like, <laughs> did you say joy? Like, I'll use it. Like, it's like it's a joy to watch him play the game. It's a joy to watch him go to work on a possession-to-possession basis when you're dropping nine triples from the outside, 15 and 19 from the field, when you're getting into your bag for assists as well. Like, there, there are very few players, I think, that on a consistent basis, and it's not like this is the first time we've seen this from Kyrie Irving, that on a consistent basis you can tell very early in a game, oh, it's going to be one of those, right? And and there's very little that will take them off of that because it's simply an opportunity for one of, we always would never do this, top five, six, seven, nine, 10, 12, wherever player you want to put them, it's one of those nights where he was going to make a statement around it. And there was a couple of little factors inside of it from a matchup standpoint as well. But it was, it was electric. It was electric start to finish. And as you said, every single bucket along the way actually mattered for Brooklyn too.
1: Yeah, fifteen for nineteen from the field, like you said, nine for twelve from three. He ends up getting to the line thirteen times. Goes eleven to thirteen there. Um, super efficient. Goes uh, thirty eight minutes. Ends up being coming a, being a plus fourteen. I mean, it's hard to be a minus when you drop fifty points. But the <laughs> be impressive um, if you could. Oh yeah, like you have to be kind of trying, or like the rest of your team. But you know, there's a there's an aspect to his game that you sometimes see because it is such a singular game. Like I know he dishes out the nine or the six assists, but there are times where the way his offensive game is predicated you can as an an, a a teammate of his kind of just sit and watch yeah like there are times there are times and you know it's a team effort and there are a lot of these you know a lot of these baskets were um balls get whipped around the horn sort of and they'll end up for him for spot up threes and for sure but there are times where he is the kind of talent where it's like hey if we spread the court and you have and he has you in isolation and you and he's feeling like this you can kind of just take the rest of the possession off, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're his teammate, and we definitely, and it, and you wouldn't be faulted. It, it, like no one would, no one would care that you were kind of like taking it off because he doesn't need help like this. When he's like this, he needs no real help to the point where even later in the game, Kevin Durant is on the team. By the way, and they're blitzing Kyrie Irving like sort of high because they're like, well, you know what? We can't allow this to happen. Kevin Durant's on the team.
0: (laughs) And they're just like, well, we got to
1: take this away from, we got, at this point, we have to take this away from Kyrie because it's just too damaging. Like, you never see that. You never see that when you have this kind of superstar talent, but that's just the way they're able to do it because he, that's just, it was a recognition of it doesn't matter kind of what he does. It just seems like the ball's going in the bucket. So at this point, we just are forced to try to make it not happen. And even that didn't work and he was still able to score.
0: No, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get into Kevin Durant's game here in a little bit and, and why maybe now more than ever in a game like this, you'd say we want to maybe blitz at Kyrie Irving, force the ball out of his hands. And just to give the full picture of it, too, I know I looked over at the box score. I thought that it was going to be even more impressive on the defensive side of it. Like it felt like he caused four, five, six turnovers for the Charlotte Hornets. There's also a piece of, of Kyrie's game that, and this is true for, I think, for a lot of players. But when the offense is really going, it fuels the effort on the defensive end, almost for the simple point of, I want the ball back in my hands again, because I want to go score more buckets. I really thought that he was doing it at both ends of the floor tonight, and that's important because it does fuel, I I think, guys like Dragic, like Seth Curry, like Patty Mills, none of the other guards on this team, Kyrie Irving included, none of them are elite defensive talents, but... Kyrie Irving we know is great in passing lanes, very active with his hands, and that seemed to trigger a lot of what they were able to do on the other on the other end of the court. So it just it felt like a complete lead by example game for Kyrie Irving. Put yourselves on my back for this game, Kyrie Irving. We know there's still the question marks around home games, but for this one, which we knew coming in was an absolutely critical game, Kyrie Irving stepped up and and by the way, off off a quiet performance against the Boston Celtics in a loss, right? Turned right back around and picked everybody up in this one. It, it, it was great. It was impressive. It was amazing. It was great. I know I did this superlative, superlative after superlative if I could. Well, look, de- defense is a lot of scheme, but it's actually just a lot of focus. Like, focus and effort
1: is a lot of defense yep. at this point in the NBA. Like, and that's it's hard to remain focused on the defensive end for long stretches of time just because that's it's just difficult right but you know we saw it in the first half when they just they dial up a huge lead because everything's going right It's 69-43 at half it looks basically over um and you know i said said that at one point during this game is like the great thing about building leads is that you can afford to lose some of them yeah the second half wasn't great but this is a situation where like it kind of didn't matter that much, yeah. but that was because that offensive was rolling so hard to start the game that it was fueling the defensive effort too. Like the, the Hornets look totally lost. So can you blame the Nets for coming out with their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half? I can't. They they built a huge lead so that they could kind of take it a little bit easy. And they yeah, it was a little lackadaisical, but that piece, like that part where it was just firing on all cylinders on both ends of the court, I'm, I, I'm totally with you. They're totally interconnected. Like they are... One begets the other because it's like, hey, everything's going right. Like, that's a great way to put it. Like you said before, I just want the ball back. I would love to get the ball back so we can score again. And that did have that first half did have the feel like that.
0: As I always say, if you are going to give up a twenty to seven run, be up thirty one when it starts. Right, that's always the right? method you want to have sure. if you are if you are playing your game yeah. right. And I do think the other pieces too, because they did have big runs as far as Charlotte and trying to make did not try to. They made a game out of this that also facilitates. I mean, did they? <laughs> I am just uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know, what? I'll put it this way: when the lead, when the lead was down to thirteen at one point, you at least said, right. "Well, geez, fellas, could we not yeah. be doing this right now?" And there is other pieces that we'll get into here in a second where you just go. Well, you know, when you drop sixty plus, it does feel like this is get your stars some rest territory along the way here. But but also his focus and drive it it fuels teammates, I think, too, the effort and energy because not because if you're, I mean, some players had nice games coming off the bench, obviously as well. But a guy like Bruce Brown, who's defensively focused, he's been continuing to have really big games. Andre Drummond, who had a nice bounce back game for himself in this one as well. But but I think it instills the idea of. Give maximum effort in every other area because there's a good chance you're not going to score a lot in this game, and that's okay because the reward is going to be in support of Kyrie Irving's performance. He's the uh, franchise leader in uh, 50-point performances, only player in Nets franchise history to have multiple 50-point performances. He got himself up into that hierarchy of triples made in a single game. So it was, you know, borderline record-setting performance in a lot of other areas. And again, coming in a game that the Nets absolutely, as we said in the last episode, absolutely could not, under any circumstances, afford to lose. And Kyrie made sure they didn't. You know what's real quick? We'll get to uh, some other stuff here in a second. But one more thing about Kyrie Irving is that
1: that's his third 50 plus point game. He, that's only his ni- this is only his 91st regular season game for the Nets. Like He's only played by the way the calendar shakes out. Um, <laughs> he's only played a little more than one full season for the Nets and already has the most 50 point games. It's like, because you're like, oh, he's been here for three seasons. But by games, he hasn't been anywhere close to three seasons <laughs> by the way it's gone. It's just one of those things that sometimes it's so. Isn't the same how uh, like no. Nick
0: Claxton time one.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, well, basically, yeah, a few more 50 point <laughs> games. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're obviously going to talk about Durant here, uh, talk about some other key pieces of the game, probably a little bit more about Kyrie, uh, honestly. Also, first, going to talk to you about our friends over at Prize Picks. If you are playing Daily Fantasy and if you are not playing Prize Picks, I do not know what to tell you. The easiest thing t- tonight you could have done on Prize Picks, Kyrie o- Irving over whatever the points were, because Ky- uh, Prize Picks has all of the player props that you could ever imagine. You mix and match props together, you pick two to five players you do the over under on their projections you're not putting in lineups against all these sharks out there it's just you versus the numbers you go over under you pile those plays together you go points you go rebounds you go assists. uh you put two to five like i said two to five players together you can win up to 10x on a single entry it just takes about a minute to put these uh plays in as well price pick super safe offers fast withdrawals that's really saying something these days it's an award-winning app you grab it on the app store or Google Play. Like I said, points, rebounds, steals, starters, bench guys. You can mix and match sports when they're going on as well. It doesn't just have to be basketball. Prize Picks has it all there for you. Prize Picks has an exclusive no brainer of an offer for all of our users. You're going to get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you have to use the code, uh, promo code NBA. That's right. Exclusive offer just for locked on fans. You sign up today and you use the code NBA. For $50 free. If a player on your first prize picks injury scores
0: a single uh, point, the prize picks is Daily Fantasy Made Easy. And of course, you make us your first listen, make your second listen the Locked On Now podcast. It's free on all the great platforms, just like our show is. And of course, it's nightly recaps of every NBA game with all the great analysis you expect and can only really get from the Locked On Podcast Network. We turn our attention then uh, as this game unfolded. To the, uh, the other question, you could have used two against Boston, but this one it didn't take two. I said, I speculated that if you told me that that uh, Kevin Durant was dealing with the the stomach bug that's been going around, seems like sweeping the nation right now, I wouldn't have been shocked because he just seemed like he, it. It can just be an off night for him. I think that that's sure. Your- uh, shocking when it happens because we never think that it's he's capable of doing that. But it was a quiet night. It was a lethargic night. There were some really just kind of silly mental errors on, on passes trying to get into the low post, just a lot of lapses that you don't expect from him. Um, we're not going to read anything into it, but it almost, to your point about getting back to, circling back to Kyrie, is like it makes his game even more impressive because Kevin Durant was not KD in this particular game. Yeah, this was a weird one to watch.
1: Um, I mean, like I said, thank God uh, Kyrie dropped 50. If you told me that Kevin Durant was going to score 14 points and the Nets were going to lose the turnover battle in this game, Mm -hmm. I would have done what I said I was going to do when we were texting back and forth. I was like, if the Nets lose this game, I'm just going to sit in silence. I'm going to sit there. (laughs) I'll go on the podcast, but all the times it's my turn to talk. I'm just going to sit there for two minutes in silence and protest because that was my... Sort of tongue-in-cheek plan, <laughs> but uh, if they lost the game, but if you heard those stats going into this game, you would have thought the Nets got completely dumpstered, right? Yeah. Like there's just no way. Now it's a good sign that the team actually has so much firepower at this point that Kevin Durant can score 14 points and they can uh, out-turnover in a bad way the the other team and still hang 132 is. To me, still a good sign, yep. right? Like, that's it's okay. Kevin Durant has afforded himself to have a game where it's not all clicking when they're up 23 at halftime. Kyrie can't miss, and the game's really never in doubt, right? Like, I, I, I know that they made a little run at the end, I, I was never really all that concerned about it. Um, so I think this is not like being apologetic about. KD, but it's like, what, I mean, what, are we going to sit here and trash KD for, like, one bad game? His first, ba- like, one bad game as a net? Guys, there's pick just it up. no chance. He's gotta pick it up. There's now. no chance. It, yes, it looked <laughs> weird at times. Yeah, yeah. It looked very ago He had some entry passes where you really raised your eyebrow. There was, um like, no zip to really anything he was doing. There was no real urgency at all. And I would contend... That he didn't really need to do it either, and so, <laughs> right. uh, you, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, am not trying to be apologetic here, but I, I don't think you need to be. Like this is Kevin Durant. Like the the sample size bears itself out around what this guy can do. He had an off night; it didn't matter. They still scored 130 points.
0: And and, and again, again, this makes it sound like it's it's an apology tour. I, I we don't need to. But I think if you are Kevin Durant and you see what Kyrie is is getting into early in this game, that that probably does influence your, right or wrong, influence your approach. You go, hey, guess what? 85 of these possessions are going to go to Kyrie first and he's going to do his thing, or it's going to end up being... We can start to expand out into the benefit of his game in this particular matchup and how this Nets roster has been reconstructed. It's going to end up benefiting a lot of other guys even before me in this particular hierarchy, especially if I'm taking a little bit of a step back. And to that end, in a game where Kevin Durant only scored 14 points, as you said... In the starting lineup, you had 14 from Bruce Brown, a nice, as we said at the top there, bounce-back performance from Drummond, giving you 20 points, and then even Curry, who had an off night by all, by all accounts, but only took 10 shots, still knocked down three triples, gave you nine, and you also got Patty Mills, who's been getting himself back on track coming off the bench pitching in 12. Like This is, in theory, why when we talk about the, the value of how they shifted from the trade deadline and picking up Dragic on the buyout market, this is what it is that the blitzing defense is not going to be the solution anymore for the opposition because you have too many perimeter shooters and it only takes the one, two, or you know extra feed to find a wide-open shooter. And especially on the back end of this game, amidst everything that Kyrie Irving was doing. Patty Mills had a couple. Seth Curry knocked down one on an off night for him. And again, the interior work by Bruce Brown. <laughs> it's, it's always good to include Bruce Brown and Andre Drummond inside the same sentence of work on the inside. But they were both yep. doing what you needed to around the basket. So it's just, there, there's a piece I want to get to on Charlotte specifically and what this match, why this matchup looked exactly like it did. But I think you're, you're starting to see more and more of the balanced sample size. I, we never overreact to one game good or bad but this is the rhythm you're hoping to see and how, even with a lull from Kevin Durant, it's okay, big performance from Kyrie, but everyone collectively can pick up an off night from one particular player for sure this is the dream of of, of bringing in
1: mostly offensive players here yep. right like this is the dream of adding Goran Dragic like you said Seth Curry Patty Mills getting much more into the role they envisioned for him early in the season where it's just like hey we're going to move the ball around the perimeter and we're going to find you open for, in the corner for three and he's like cool i'll make those you like don't that. even know <laughs> that that's... he's on the
0: court anymore cuz he's not doing all the dribbling and all the work that they're forcing exactly they're forcing him to do it which to, is what like, you want you go who made that patty oh great <laughs> like fantastic right like that that's exactly what you
1: want. And so you, they are, they're getting more into the, like the sort of predefined roles that they needed to, that they needed to have before the season. We saw way too much Patty Mills on ball. Uh, he had to be like, they just, there was no other options. And so when you, when you have a situation like that, like I said, it just kind of doesn't matter as much. And if you're good, you can just score 130 points and it didn't, Really, even look hard. Like I didn't even think they played that well, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they scored 130 points. I mean, I mean I, look, Kyrie drops 50, and that really helps. But in 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 some total, this is again like this. is What I'm saying about this is the promise of the offensive upside. Look, Charlotte plays a super fast pace. This was always going to be a track meet. Like we just knew this was going to be a high scoring game. Um, you know, this is one of those games you bet the overs on everything, and you get there <laughs> on everything except for Durant, basically. But uh, <laughs> the but you know, I'm not. I'm only surprised because we just haven't, from the the KD side, I'm only surprised, not because it wasn't bad, because like, you know, here's one more thing. He has 14 points, so when you think of 14 points from Kevin Durant, you're going to say to yourself, oh, what did he do, like 5 for 23 from the field or something like that? Like it was right, like a really bad shooting night? Yeah, 6 but of 13. But he actually didn't even shoot poorly. <laughs> he was 6 of 13. Like he shot fine from the field, 1 for 3 from 3. It was fine. He just didn't do anything. Yep. Like that was more of it. That's more of what it is. He just <laughs> he just kind of sat there and didn't do anything. It's cool. It doesn't matter. They win. They were killing him. It's, it's no big deal. You take
0: your foot off the gas. That's just what makes the game so funny. I want to reset the playoff picture. Obviously, give another tip of the cap to to Bruce Brown here in a second. But but that's a part. One part of it is too forty minutes for Kevin Durant. But this is the sneaky way I think that the Brooklyn Nets manufacture "quote unquote" rest for Kevin Durant. Even though I know he's come back from the injury, whatever. Just managing the load here because we know it's going to be a real barn burner here over the remainder of the season. You're going to need them out there. But the representation of his threat on the court, you mentioned it last episode, the gravity of just him being on the floor. That's more than enough. So these aren't forty high mileage minutes. These are forty. Doing, doing what you need to, waving your hands and letting the defense know I'm Kevin Durant, and then letting Kyrie do the heavy lifting here. So we'll get into uh, resetting the playoff picture here in a second. But before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at Bilt Bar. That's because, as you know, if you're trying to keep a healthy routine, healthy diet, be a lean, mean, fighting machine like the Brooklyn Nets are going to be over the remainder of the year, you have to have Bilt Bar be a part of that process because They're, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're a high-protein punch without any of the negative stat lines you don't want to see in a bar like this. You can also check out, by the way, their puffs. What are those? Protein-infused marshmallow, first of its kind, also covered in 100% real chocolate, also 100% delicious. talk about those stats, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Some of those nasty candy bars you might get your hands on, over 240 calories, and grams of sugar or even more it's disgusting i wouldn't say it and you shouldn't be putting it in your mouth you head over to built.com where they have new flavors coming out all the time including some like mint brownie coconut coconut almond and the white chocolate cookies and cream they're all good for you and they all taste delicious right over on built.com and so my friends the quick tip of the cap, and this is how I know, shout-out to uh, Ryan Ruco, Sarah Kustak on the broadcast tonight, obviously fans of the show. They've been listening. They tipped their hat to Bruce Brown, who gave you another great, complete performance. In what his role is supposed to be for this team, the 14 points is almost more than than what you expect from him on a night-in-night-out basis but got to the free throw line a few times, knocked those down, gave you eight total rebounds, five assists, and three steals. We've been mentioning how valuable he's been of late, but it's on both ends of the floor. He's been able to dial up his defensive intensity, and we saw a lot of these swarming defensive sets, where, whether it was Kyrie and Dragic. I think we saw Seth Curry with Bruce Brown pair up and try to shut down some of the perimeter work that Charlotte was looking to do. He continues to have a really good game. I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that before... We talk about getting this win and getting up ahead of Charlotte in the standings.
1: Yeah, um, you know, he's just he's become crucial to what they're trying to do here. Um, it's been it it's totally worked. It'll be interesting, I think, as they bring uh, you know, Ben Simmons along to see where Bruce Brown ends up being. But he's been, you know, in terms of just sort of like defensively what they need, especially in terms of energy, right? Like when we're talking about the energy on both ends of the court, like this piece for him um has been crucial. To yep. like sort of like set uh, like sort of set energetic tone, um, especially because like most matchups they ask him to be in, he's going to be undersized, right? Like he's just not he's not a huge wing or anything, especially when he's out there with Kyrie. Like they're going to trend really small, so. He's been, yeah, it's just been, it's been everything you want it to be. And I'll say too, like the Drummond thing, like this is one of those games just to kind of combine because we combined them before and mm-hmm. like just one more thing about Drummond. This is one of those games where I'm personally not shocked that Drummond had this game. Like it's one of the few games where they can play kind of like droppage coverage with him because they, because of Mason Plumley, right? Like they don't have, they're not going to go super five out all the time on this team. And so you get a little bit, see this game coming for him just because, and I'll say this because I, I played him in daily fantasy. The reason I, and I said this in like my other chat room before the game, I was like, this is a game that he can actually stay on the court. So there's some receipts on that one. I know we didn't talk about it on the, on the pod, but like, this is point. one of, like we talk about the drumming experience. Like this is one of those games where you can get the
0: drum, the good side of the drumming experience. So, but just combining those two guys together, but 100. percent And that's why we say like take the good games and don't be overly worried when there's these lulls or when you need to use a little bit more. The Marcus Aldrich is not available in this one. Nicholas Claxton, any of these bodies, you're going to throw guys out there, and when you get a good performance, pick it up, put it in your pocket. The one thing I'll say, so the Nets obviously get out ahead of Charlotte in the standings now. Uh, If you want to think about just this big-picture idea, I've been tinkering around the numbers. Uh, Jared Allen suffered an injury for the Cleveland Cavaliers. March 27th becomes the date, my friends. That's when the Nets will be securely in the seventh seed, and we can start to look at the sixth seed. Eh, Receipts for myself. But this game, by the way, I know they're right there, side-by-side in the standings, but you're supposed to beat this team up. Like, you're supposed to dominate this team. Even if Kevin Durant has a quiet performance, when you look out across the court, Charlotte... Is exactly where they're supposed to be this year. Back end of the Eastern Conference, working around in that playoff playing game scenario, trying to fight for an eighth seed, et cetera. Like that's what you at that's what that's great expectations for them to have. The Brooklyn Nets are number 1, 2 seed at worst if they're healthy coming into this year or if they're healthy even with the post-trade deadline reconstruction of this roster. That's the type of team that they are. So you're supposed to beat this team, and it's why when you and I were talking before the game, I said it's a 10-point or more victory margin here for the Brooklyn Nets or it's not good enough in some ways, especially when you're talking about needing to win all these key games. So I think, as we put it all in context, yeah, beat Charlotte, right? Beat the Knicks, right. Beat all of these teams, just because you're on paper next to them in the standings does not mean you are that level of team or that they are on the same caliber as you. Yeah, we've only gotten
1: used to that idea now because it's been such a s show of a season in terms of where they've landed with the record that you now begin to have to start feeling these games Oh, that they feel like they, and it's really funny that you say that because that's a really good point. Like you, you end up feeling like it's closer when, in reality, the current form of the Nets right now would dictate that it's not right. right? But it's like, but because we've had a season of basically becoming like an absolute punching bag over the course of the season in terms of context and all this other stuff and just had so many disastrous losses and just have played with skeleton crews at times. You start talking yourself into this idea that that's what the true form of the Nets are. And you make a good point that it's just simply not. So it's almost like, which by the way, that's fine by me, because if everyone feels that way, especially the team, like they need yeah. to, they need to feel that way. Now they're, they, they need to feel this way so that there's some urgency. Mm-hmm. And we definitely saw that urgency to start this game. Thank goodness. Um, and they just have to bring that same level of urgency. They cannot begin to think the thing that we understand is yes, they are a much better team than these teams now. Yes. But we're just so used to thinking about this way that I'm like the Knicks. Oh, they're kind of evenly matched. I mean, I know they're not, but at this point, you have to you have to see yourself as evenly matched yeah. to make sure that you go into each game as a must win. So because this actually had like some. This actually has had some sort of hallmarks of a playoff game. Like, the fact that they started hacking Drummond early in this game, you do that in the playoffs. You don't do that in a regular season game. With 17 games to go in the season,
0: you're hacking Drummond just to try to gain an advantage. And, and like I said, that happens in a playoff game. And one tip, of the, and an extra tip of the hat to him because he had gone to the line four times. He was missing the first, making the second, so he was four of eight, and then knocked down three of his final four when they hacked him twice and basically said, "That's not going to be the reward for you." And got to the timeout where Bruce Brown was able to come in and replace him effectively. Can I say one more
1: thing about yeah, that too? And I
0: guess like this will be another point that's going to be really interesting
1: if teams are willing to start doing this now against the Nets. I'm not saying every team is going to, but they might. Mm. You will see a very similar thing happen with Ben Simmons. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> if and when Ben Simmons comes back, uh do not be shocked if we start to see cuz like it's much easier to take Ben uh, Andre Drummond off the court and just go with something else. It'll be very interesting to see if teams start to employ this kind of thing way early um on a guy like Simmons knowing that hey, sending Ben Simmons to the line is significantly better than sending, you know, than dealing with a Kyrie or KD shot, right? Yep. So I I that's going to be look, this is way down the line because he's not going to be back in the next few games. But if teams are willing to sort of employ the strategy now to sort of keep the Nets out of the playoffs, uh, don't be
0: shocked if that's something we see when he steps back on the court, too. Well, listen, Kyle Corver's going to take care of that problem before he steps on the court anyway. But even yeah. and guess what? Be up by 10 or 15 points where sure. when they're hacking you, it's not as impactful. But it's a reality that the Nets are going to have to deal with. And one, you'll live with um as long as Ben Simmons is out there performing at a high level playoff picture wise the we finished up our episode you were trying we we're trying so desperately to get to the end of that Hawks game which they ultimately lost to the Pistons so yeah, now at the in the 10th seed it's the Hawks then it's Charlotte we're now in the 8th spot we're a game clear of both of those teams and two games back of the Toronto Raptors um again this one in and of itself was critical And now I think, though, you do look. We know they have the 76ers next, but there's this big run of games that have a lot of those bad teams in the Eastern Conference for the Brooklyn Nets. How critical do you look at? I I talked about like the five-game stretch here for all of these teams, Toronto and Charlotte, us, Atlanta, and I think even Cleveland. And and do the Nets outside of that Philly game need to go 4-1 and here, understanding that they get a couple – there's going to be a road game. Do they need to win the Philly game? Let's put it that way. That's the next one on the docket. I actually rounded myself into a question here. Kyrie's available for that game. It's on the road. He's not going to be available for a lot of these home games where Kevin Durant will have to get back into heavy lift mode to make sure they win against lesser teams. What are your expectations for this Philadelphia 76ers game, knowing how well they've been playing? I mean, we said playoff intensity from lesser teams. How, how intense is that environment going to be for the Brooklyn Nets in a game uh, that could feel like... Everything or nothing in in some regards. I mean, I think we'll end up talking a little bit more about this tomorrow,
1: just as we lead into the Thursday game. I will. I'll preface that by saying that game is going to have every piece of a playoff game, like at least a start, like the intensity, all the content. That game, I would not be shocked actually if that game, because it's on TNT on Thursday, ended up being one of the highest rated. And regular season games of the season in terms of viewership because of the uh, everything that's happening here. Yep. Harden's first game against Brooklyn. Ben Simmons going to be sitting in the stands because they they've already said he's going to go to the game, right? All the questions they're going to have to answer there. A possible playoff preview. Just the, what these two teams went through to get through the trade deadline. The amount of star power that went back. And one of the honestly one of the biggest trades in NBA history that happened between these two yep. games. Uh, and probably the most unprecedented trade considering like what the trajectory of both teams are. I would not be. Sure shocked if that game like did the biggest and I'm not even a ratings guy because who gives a crap but mm-hmm. like I it just added just a point to like sort of what this game means that game will have every NBA eyeball on it it's the only game happening at that time like the, the NBA lucked out so hard with the scheduling early in the season that they did this that's the only game on at that point it's a 7 30 game and there's just two games that night and that's the only one that yeah that, that will be every bit of a playoff game
0: we'll talk about the matchups more on that tomorrow, but then just to round it out, following that game, it's home against the Knicks, on the road against Orlando, and then Dallas, Portland, and Utah, all home games there before they get back on the road for two. There's a lot of home games, and until something changes officially, you have to look at not having Kyrie Irving available for those. So, I mean, it. this one is big. And it, we'll, let's actually close out on the point that you made around we're talking about how Charlotte's a lesser team, New York's a lesser team, Portland's a lesser team. Okay, fine. But Brooklyn can't look at this game and say, awesome, what a great victory. Now let's take our foot off the pedal. Like, there is no foot off the pedal here. I've been confident around what they can accomplish and getting themselves into the playoff picture and entrenching themselves in that 7th or 8th seed and maybe even thinking about the 6th seed depending on what happens with Cleveland. But they don't. there's no game off. There's no minute off. And that's, again, why it's even more impressive. In a game where Kevin Durant was relatively quiet, you still got the win because had this gone any other way, we would be talking about Kevin Durant's performance and and whether or not he's fully locked in and engaged in this process of winning. Hopefully, eighty percent of your games here to accomplish your goals ahead of the playoffs. I guarantee we will not see the same Kevin Durant on Thursday. I'll put it that way. We'll talk more about
1: that tomorrow. We're gonna to get into we're gonna get into sort of like what we're to expect from that game. Like I said, I think there's a lot to really, really, obviously a lot to get excited about. You know, you don't need to be. You could be just kind of anybody. And you're going to probably want to end up watching that one. We So we'll talk a little more about that tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you go and subscribe to the locked on net YouTube channel. Make sure you also like, and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so you make sure we're just ended up in, in front of you or in your ears every single day. And you don't even have to think about it. So subscribe to locked on nets, YouTube and
0: uh, subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it hasn't been a perfect season, but guess what friends flaws are awesome. So, Flossom. I love making up words. Tyra
1: Banks. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.